Welcome to our new podcast series, Round Rock Sunday Sermons. My name is Brad Britton, Senior Pastor at First United Methodist Church of Round Rock. We are so glad you've connected with us. You can connect in different ways through social media, through our live streams on Facebook or YouTube, our website, fumc-rr.org, use hashtag fumcrr. Also, please leave a five-star review. We are here to walk with you and look forward to seeing you soon, however you join in. In the very near future, we'll be adding community missions to these podcasts, so stay plugged in to find out how you can help. We want you to know that we want to get to know you, to connect with you, and be the church where you can plug in and grow in your faith in Christ. And so thank you. We welcome you, and let's take this journey together. Before we have our uh, message, I wanted to give you an update on our debt elimination. Uh, Last fall, I know we kicked this off, and many of you have participated, and we want to keep you updated throughout the year as it uh, continues to decrease the amount. So we started at just over $5 January 1st, we had a balance of $2,889,262. As of Friday, last Friday, it's now 2693998 So in, in January, uh, we've reduced it by another 195264 So thank you again. Uh, we have what is called the Vine, and you'll see it in your program. You can subscribe to that. That is uh, Monday morning. You'll receive a devotional based on the uh, sermon text from the previous Sunday, which is what we're about to have a message on. It also has questions you can do individually or in groups. So I invite you to, uh, to subscribe to that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day, this opportunity to worship and to hear a message from you. And today, especially as we think about the words that we say, help us to think about our inner spiritual health and what we are feeding ourselves, knowing that if you are with us and in us and among us, then more often than not, the words that come out of our mouths will be uplifting. And that is what we pray for today. In Christ's name, amen. So how do you begin a sermon? You know, each week there's a blank slate, and the preacher can say and begin with whatever he or she wants to begin with. And I was thinking about what is the first word of a sermon? I guess we've already had it. It was so, by the way, S-O. So think about words. How many words do we say in a day? I looked it up. It's a lot, a lot. So if you're starting a sermon, you could start with some fancy words, you know, start with some fancy words, make them think you're really intellectual and know what you're talking about. That's always a good way to, to begin. So words like serendipity, synchronicity, and boy, I got a good one for you. Ready for this one? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Say that to a neighbor real quick. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Of course, Mary Poppins, Dick Van Dyke, movie 1964. It's a word that, that you say when you don't have anything to say. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. 
words. We all use them each day. There's, there's things we regret saying. There's things we are glad that we have said. And then there are things that we know we should have said, but we didn't say. And you can't go back to the situation and say what you knew you should have said. Does that make sense? Of course. So Friday, late Friday afternoon, uh, my wife, Alicia, she called me. She was on her way home from work and we were just catching up for a minute. And I said, what do you want to, what do you want to do tonight? And I was thinking something casual, like, well, we'll just hang out at the house, have dinner, or maybe go, go out to eat and just a, just a quiet evening. And she said, I think it'd be a good night to put together that bookshelf I bought. <laughs> and I'm not making this up. You, you can't make this up. She's driving home and there's a spot where the phone, go, the phone went dead right then. And she thought I hung up on her like, now, those of you that know me, I am not the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to putting things together. So I very reluctantly just joined her in this uh, activity of putting the, the, the bookshelf together. And we were nearing the end of it, and I already made a few errors in my uh, spatial reasoning and was doing something with a screwdriver. And I said, what would you do if I like took up woodworking and had a shop and built all these things? And, and she looked at me and she said, you know, I think you better just stick to words. Put down the tool. Let me finish it. It's okay. Words. Well, James is writing this letter again to the, the early church. He was a half-brother of Jesus. And he begins this chapter in uh, chapter 3 by saying, not many of you should become teachers. Now, he's not talking about teachers in the sense that we understand teachers like in schools. He's, he's talking about teachers in the early church, so those that are uh, teaching on spiritual things and especially related to Jesus Christ and the life that we're supposed to live in him. And so he said, not many of you should become teachers because you will be held uh, to a higher standard. And be careful if you want to, to teach. And, and then he goes into what we just heard read about the tongue and, and what we say. Uh, he compared the tongue to lots of different things. He used the image uh, of a bit in a horse's mouth. He used the, the rudder on a, on a ship and how the tongue can direct things and is a great power. He talked about how it can set uh, a great forest fire, one little thing said in the wrong way at the wrong time can set things off. Uh, he talked about how out of our mouths can come blessing, blessing God or blessing others, but also cursing those made in the likeness of God from the same mouth. And then he talked about the, uh, the spring. Can a spring bring forth fresh water and brackish and, and talking about how in our mouths and what we say, we have this ability to speak good into the world and then maybe not so good. And, and all of us struggle with it. I, I don't care who you are. In fact, he said in the text, all of us make many mistakes. So if you are thinking right now of something you wish you hadn't said this week or even this morning, it's Okay. Uh, give yourself a little grace. That's why there's grace and forgiveness. We should receive that for ourselves just as we should extend it to others that maybe say a word that is hurtful to us, either intentionally or unintentionally. 
Um, you ever say anything unintentionally by accident and it's taken the wrong way? There, there's a story about a lady that was working in customer service. She was answering the phone all day and it was so busy, she was having to answer one call and say, hold, please, then get the other. She was so exhausted by the end of the day, she picked up a call and she says, hold me. Freudian slip. She was so overwhelmed with the stress of the day. Hold me. But then there are other times that we say things, we know exactly what we're saying, and we say them, and they're maybe not so helpful. We talked Wednesday night in our Bible study about how every conversation is a construction zone, and in a construction zone, you're either building up or you're tearing down. So think about every conversation that we have as a construction zone. Am I building up the situation and the person, or am I in some way uh, tearing down the person or the, the situation? I was visiting with someone earlier this week, and they were telling me about a tornado that came through their town years ago and wiped out a hundred homes. Some of the homes in the neighborhood survived intact and were able to be repaired. Others just were not. They literally had to come in and demolish many of the homes. And she said that one day they were coming in to demolish a home and they, they demolished the wrong one that did not need to be demolished. You imagine you come home and they, they tore down your house. You can't say, well, put it back together. No, it's gone. It's demolished. That's what it's like when we say things that we, we, we wish we had not said, but it's out there now in the universe, and, and you just can't take it back. Wouldn't it be nice if you could take it back? I've done a children's sermon before with a tube of toothpaste, and uh, you get the toothpaste out, and you squeeze the toothpaste. It comes out, and you talk about how that's words, and so if we want to take a word back, let's put that toothpaste back in the tube. The parents didn't like it too much when I had the kids actually try it and then come back to their seat with toothpaste. But you just can't do it. But just as words have the ability to maybe lessen people or things, they also have the amazing ability to build up and to create. The great theologian Jimmy Johnson, coach of the Dallas Cowboys, retired now, but... Uh, the great theologian Jimmy had a great saying, and I love this saying. This was his philosophy in coaching. He said, uh, treat a person as he or she is, and he or she will remain as he or she is. But if you treat a person as if he or she were what they could be and should be, then he or she will become what they could be and should be. Well, think about that a second as you think about speaking life into other people. What a great opportunity we have each day to speak something into someone else's life. Now, if you're like me, we heard this scripture that was read, and it's kind of tough, and you're like, oh, that's a downer. Wow. Wish we were at the lake today or golf or something else, but yikes, that's kind of rough. But have you ever flipped it and thought, wow, God's given me the ability to speak and I get to choose every day if I want to speak life into things or not. And make no mistake, it is your choice. It is absolutely your choice and mine that we get to decide what we say and how we say it and to whom. You know, the 
Holy Spirit's at work in this too, right? We, we, we believe that, that, that sometimes God gives us the words to say when maybe there are no words to say. And we speak something, and, and we don't even know where it came from, but there it is. And one of the things I like most about what I do as a pastor is when you're meeting with people about a new ministry or an idea, and it starts out as a word, literally, and then you actually see the ministry begin and to see it help people, that is one of the best things about what I do. I served for six years in Waco at a church called uh, Central United Methodist, and we had a gym there at the church, and we used that for children and student ministries and other things, and it was wonderful to have that as a uh, as something to, to use in our community. And I was at a baseball game one day, and it was called the Challenger League, and it was uh, baseball for children with special needs, and it was it was just neat to be out there to see the community participating in this. and And I was standing over by third base on the fence line, watching the game. and And after the game, I asked someone, "Who's who's directing all this?" And they pointed me over to a lady named Colleen. So I went up to Colleen and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm Brad. I'm the pastor at the Central United Methodist Church." would you have time for coffee one day? I want to talk about what you're doing here. She said, yeah, I'd love to. So we met for coffee and I just brought it up. I didn't meet with anybody on the church on this. I just felt like going and talking to her. I said, we got a gym. We got this land out here. What if we made an entire sports ministry for, for children with special needs here at the church? What do you think about that? And then she just lit up. Two weeks later, she came and met with our church council, and, and we said, you want to try soccer? We could do that in the, in the gym. Sure. And I didn't realize what a go-getter Colleen was until this got going. Two weeks later, we had the first of our Saturday morning soccer games. Remember, I think I talked to her three weeks previously. Hey, you want to have coffee? So it started with, you want to have coffee? We had over 100 kids show up and their families for these kids to play soccer. Then it grew into basketball and flag football and baseball. Well over 200 kids and their families, it became known as No Limitations, which I love that name, No Limitations. And do you know they have since had flag football Super Bowls where they have had uh, famous college and NFL players have come and actually participated with these children? Hey, Colleen, you want to have coffee? And I didn't do anything except say, what do you think? Trust me. I don't know how to pull off something like that. And, and I'll never forget we were as a church, wondering how we can support this ministry. And so somebody had the idea that we could make posters for every, every player that was playing soccer that first go-around. And do you know members of the church came and filled that gym and were around the outer perimeter of the, the basketball court, and they had posters with the names of every one of those children? We were talking about jerseys and how to do the jerseys for this league, and we were like, well, we could just order these jerseys that have reversible different colors. And 
and we can use them every year, just reuse them. And Colleen said, no, let's put their names on the back of the jersey. And, of course, we said, yeah, but, yeah, that's a pretty big expense every year to do. And she said something to me that I'll never forget. She, she looked at us in this meeting, and she said, do you know what it would mean to these children and their families to have their name on the back of a jersey? They never thought they'd ever have that. I said, let's put names on the jerseys. Let's, good idea. Let's do that. And do you know she was right? When we distributed those jerseys, <laughs> you never know what God will do with a, a word. It's really, it's really amazing. So think about your life. What could you speak into today? What is God calling you to be a part of and participate in? And can it begin with just, just a word? You know, words are powerful. Even, even when we can't speak, words are powerful, even if we can just write them out. Fred uh, Craddock told a story about his dad who, when he was growing up in his house, his mom went to church, but his dad didn't. And every time they go to church, he said, all they want is another name, another pledge, another name, another pledge, a very cynical and that's all he heard growing up. And his dad's like, I'm not going. Bunch of hypocrites, another name, another pledge. Well, later in life, Fred's dad was sick with cancer, throat cancer, and was unable to speak. He was down to 73 pounds and was there in the hospital near death. Fred flies in to see his dad, and he walks into the hospital room, and there are flowers all around the room. There are stacks and stacks of cards wishing him well, saying that they are praying for him. And, and do you know all of that was from the church, the flowers and the cards? And So Fred's dad couldn't talk, so the only way he could communicate was by writing. And so he, he wrote on a little pad... Uh, something that Shakespeare had written. He said, in this harsh world, draw your breath in pain to tell my story. And Fred said, Daddy, what is your story? And then looking around at all the flowers and the cards, his dad took the pen and on the side of a Kleenex box, he wrote just three words. I was wrong. Words matter. In Luke's gospel on the account of Jesus' crucifixion, you know what the first words Jesus said on the cross in Luke? Luke's account, the first words, before he said anything else, you know what Jesus said? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, that's a word. And then at the end of Matthew, he had just given them the great commission to go and make disciples. You know what he said to his disciples? He said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, that is anything but super Kala fragilistic expialidocious 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at fumcrr.org.